your car. My son wants ice cream and I need to park. Lady, can you like go away? No, I said move your car. I need to park. Move your car. I need to R slash entitled parents. Our first story we'll be reading today. Entitled mom and entitled kid ruined my three-day vacation from user NeoSailorCosmos. After that, McDonald's wrongly terminates me. I get revenge from user Fireheart. And then we'll be finishing up with Move Your Car from a fake name. Thank you so much to our authors for letting us read your stories. And if you're an author who would like to hear your stories on the channel, please submit them to the r slash Mr. Reddit subreddit. And welcome to the newest members of the Re-Army, Papa, Cody, and Vanessa. And if you're new, join the Re-Army by subscribing and turning on notifications so you don't miss a thing. Entitled Mom and Entitled Kid Ruin My 3-Day Vacation Hi Mr. Reddit and fellow Re-Army. So many of these Karen stories are very entertaining, so I decided to share my story here, and it's a long one. And of course, on mobile. English is my first language. Formatting blah blah blah. Background. In July 2018, I was invited to go on a trip to a campground for three days as a reward for babysitting my nine-year-old neighbor when his parents needed me. I was not the only one invited to go, though. Enter the entitled family. The cast. We've got me, the 14-year-old victim of Karen. Nice kid, my nine-year-old neighbor. Nice mom. My neighbor, nine-year-old's mom, and entitled mom, the Karen, entitled kid, the Brad. So, my story begins on a Friday last July, when we waited for entitled mom and entitled kid to show up at nice mom's house to get this trip started. Entitled mom wanted to drive her car for the trip. Surprised? Nope. Anyway, she had picked us up at 7.30pm. Nice start on the trip. So, by the time we got to campground, it was almost 9 p.m. We unload the car, and this happens. Oh my gosh. Cleaning up words here, Mr. Reddit. I have to drive back home, because my mom can't watch the dog, and I have to drop him off at my sister's house. What? We just got here. I know, but there is no one else. Can I leave Entitled Kid here with you overnight? Because I don't feel like driving back here. Well, okay. What time are you coming back tomorrow? Oh, I'll be back by 8 a.m. So Entitled Mom gets back in car and takes off. After about an hour, we get settled into our cabin for the night because it was too late to do anything else. We had our video games as entertainment that night, so it wasn't a total loss. But eventually, me and Nice Kid were getting tired and wanted to sleep. But no, this was not going to happen. Entitled Kid bounced all over us all night and whined that he wanted his mom. Nice mom called her and she said to hand over the phone so Entitled Kid could watch a movie. He kept whining until 4am. This is just the beginning. We get up at 11 to see the Entitled Mom hasn't come back. Nice mom had tried to call her, but calls went ignored. So we decided that we wanted to go to the pool. Yes, this place had fun things to do. It had a lake with a beach concession stands with snacks, pool, game room, and playground. Entitled Kid got up miserable and whined because he didn't want to swim. Oh joy. So I took Nice Kid to the pool with me while Nice Mom went to the game room with Entitled Kid. Hours passed 
and Entitled Mom finally shows back up. It was 3.30 p.m. Here is the next conversation between Entitled Mom and Nice Mom. I have been trying to call you all day. Well, I took the dog to my sister's house and decided to take a swim in her pool and have lunch with her. I had to entertain Entitled Kid because he didn't want to go swimming. Well, he's happy, right? Then it doesn't matter. As I was listening to all of this, my mental facepalm happened. So far, this entitled mom has really made this trip miserable. But this was not the worst. Oh no. Remember that I mentioned the concession stands? Well, we all headed over there for some grub. I was looking at all of the goodies when I got that tap on my shoulder. Entitled mom told me that I had to buy her an entitled kid's food with my spending money because she forgot her cash. I was like, what the heck, in my head. Who asks a teenager for money? Will this nightmare end? Unfortunately not. Entitled mom pulled one more stunt, the one that just made me mentally explode. There was a beach party that night for all the kids and teens. We were excited for some fun. It was starting at 7 p.m. Entitled mom says that it takes place during Entitled Kids' bedtime, 8 p.m., and that since she is not going, then nobody can go. Me, Nice Kid, and Nice Mom looked at her like she was crazy. Nice Mom had really had it and basically told her that we were going and she could keep her kid inside. For once, the Entitled Mom couldn't get the words out because we just walked away. She did follow because we could hear Entitled Kid whining about it. We did have fun that night and we were glad when she left the next morning. The Nice Mom decided we could stay an extra day because of all the drama. We had fun without them. Thanks for reading. Next up we've got McDonald's wrongly terminates me. I get revenge. Context. Jerk general manager will be called caddy. My shift of workers will be called my shift. Owners will be called owners. Me will be called me. Felon manager will be called Darren. Lawyer will be called lawyer. For a little backstory, I used to work for a McDonald's in my hometown in Arkansas not giving the town name. I worked my way up from crew to crew trainer to management over the course of four and a half years and one store transfer. I'm now working as a manager in store two when Katty comes up to me and asks if I want to start working overnight with a $1 raise. So I say heck yeah, more money and a consistent schedule, win-win in my book. So my next shift rolls around and I come in and meet my shift of workers, pretty cool people. Well, about four weeks go by, and I find that the shift right before mine isn't stocking up their station before they leave, and leaving my shift with nothing, and we are left scrambling to get things in order, as well as restock for morning shift, aka Caddy's shift. Well, I stay late one day, and talk with Caddy about evening shift not restocking for my shift, and she says it's my shift's job to only stock for my shift, nothing else. So I say okay and go home. Well, that night rolls around and cue revenge. I tell my shift what Caddy says and they are more than happy to not only do their jobs but not have to roll Caddy's 12 cases of burritos. Each case is 80 single burritos for her morning shift. Well, that morning comes and Caddy is fuming as she comes in. Me and my shift clock out and go home. As I'm pulling into my driveway, I receive a call. It's Caddy yelling at me, saying I'm written up for not preparing for her shift, 
and had to come back and personally hand roll her 12 cases of burritos. I then say, but you said it's the shift on duty's job to prep and stock for said shift. She said, I don't care, get in here and do it or don't come back. I reluctantly go in and roll them, sign my write-up, and then head over to the main office to chat with the bosses who suggest a list for the evening shift, so they will remember to restock before they leave. Things then get a little better for about a month and a half when we lose three managers and seven employees, so Caddy decides to promote three of the worst possible employees to management, one being a felon who is charged with theft. Well, Darren is put on evening shift, and stuff starts to go missing. First it was small. Now it's things like giant five-pound packs of M&Ms, a box of patties, and so on. Well, I start to keep a journal of all the stuff that goes missing, and most, but not all, is on Darren's shift. So I let Caddy know that she needs to look at his shift to see where all the products are going. She then tells me not to worry about other people's shifts and only worry about mine. So I say, okay, and drop the subject and go back to my shift. Well, about two more weeks pass, and I start to notice the safe where we keep our money from our store starts to become messed up. So I, as the overnight manager, have to count it so I can close for the next day. It should come around to about $1,500. If not, I'm supposed to call Caddy so she can come in and fix it. Well, I count it, and I'm short $600. So I'm freaking out and call Caddy. She groggily answers the phone, saying she will be in. In about 15 minutes, so I go over and tell her Darren was on shift last night, which is stated in our handbook on what we are supposed to do. Well, she gets there and she is furious at me because I must have stolen the money because I'm the only manager there. I then state, no, I was the manager that came in. It was Darren who was here first. She says whatever and adjusts the system so I could close it out while she left. Well, the next day rolls around, and I get called asking if I could stop by work for a minute to talk to Caddy about last night, so I say okay. I get there, and she comes out with termination and theft papers, saying I must sign them as I was being terminated for theft of $600. I signed the termination, not the theft papers. I was in shock. I worked for over four and a half years for this place, and I'm being fired for something I didn't even do? This won't stand, I said to myself. Time for revenge. Well, I leave and contact a lawyer about this and hand them my journal I've been keeping track of the theft in. And a week later, we go to the McDonald's headquarters to speak with the owners. Well, to our surprise and luck, Caddy is there, giving information on me to the owners. I smile and wave as I walk up with my lawyer and she just stares at me with daggers. As my lawyer speaks to the owners, he hands them the journal and says my client has a record of when this theft had started up until his wrongful termination. He then states if this can't be resolved here, we will see you in court. Then I see Caddy go pale and sit down as the owners look through my journal and then ask her why she didn't do anything to Darren or at least look into it and the other shifts that I had reported. They then turn to me and say I can have my job back and anything on me is thereby rescinded as of that moment. I politely decline, as I just wanted my name to be cleared and the changes be dropped. They then turn to Caddy and say, Go back to your store. We will be by shortly to chat with you about this matter. But little did they know I had a plan in store for their restaurant. 
As I left, I waited for Caddy to go back to her restaurant. I see her leave and start to head back to the restaurant as well, not to see her get chewed out, but for a far more risky plan I had in store. I got over there and waited ten minutes. Then I went around to the back of the store, making sure to stay in the camera's blind spot until I came to an outside box in the bushes behind the building with one big black switch inside it. I switch it, power goes off, and I get the heck out of Dodge and park at the phone store across the street. As I park, I see mass pandemonium coming from the McDonald's employees. They're rushing out of the restaurant, followed by Caddy, who is raging mad and is screeching like a banshee at the employees who ran outside. All the while, the owners who just pulled up witnessed the whole ordeal. I'm now moved on in life, but man did that feel good to get one up on my jerk boss. And Mr. Reddit, if you use this in your next video, you have my permission. Edit. Thanks for the silver. Next up we've got, move your car. Note, not gonna bother giving names. If you lack the reading comprehension to keep up, then too bad. So I live in an old southern town with a perpetually crowded central square, made more crowded because it is the county seat and the county seat complex is across the street on one side, along with all of the city and county government buildings stretching for a few blocks in that direction. So one day off, I run errands and hit up the best local taco shop. This place has no AC outside of the kitchen and the inside is always in the upper 80s or hotter on a winter day. And the signage outside even points out you come for the food and not the parking. The parking being nearly non-existent, I drive to the square to park and eat between errands. After five or more laps on the one-way streets around the square, I luck out and see someone pulling out of one of the angled inside spots. These spots are all at an angle, so you can quickly pull into one and quickly back out. That will be important later. Given that a heat wave had just started, I deign to eat in my car with the air running. I pretty much inhale the first taco. Bliss. Fine cut beef, cilantro, etc. That's when I hear the horns. Some dingbat is behind me flashing her lights, clearly thinking I'm about to pull out. And that's when it hits me through my food bliss. I'm nearly at a 90 degree angle to the road. It's about then she gets out of her car and starts screaming like a stuck pig. Give me my spot, you! Well, yeah. I served in the army where you learn to say a lot of bad words, but she was really overdoing it with them. Amused, I took a sip of whatever kind of coke I was drinking, Dr. Pepper, I believe, and pulled out another taco. The horns were getting far louder and multiplying. The lunch rush of both city and government workers was hitting, and traffic sucks here, and she's brought it to a standstill. At this point, she waddles up beside the driver's door and starts shrieking. Move! I need to get my child ice cream! The ice cream shop on the square was good, but not that good. Still, pretty good. Finishing a taco, I take another sip of Coke and crack my window. Lady, you're directly behind me. I can't move. Neither can two lanes of traffic. Just to be clear, yes, she was pulled across not one, but two lanes of lunch hour traffic, pulled directly behind a parked car and yelling at the driver to move. This is where she loses it, is what most stories here seem to say. But let's be honest, this started with her losing it. Move your darn car! I want ice cream and need to park! Nice flex, lady. Forget your kid that fast. I roll my window back up. She then starts shrieking. 
Move! I need to park! Move! I need to park! Move! I need to park! By this point, she's attracted a lot of attention. I can see a kid in her car's front passenger seat quietly reading a book, no doubt used to mommy's temperament, paying the events no mind. She also has at this point attracted the attention of a group of teens, school having just ended, and they pick up her chant, sort of. Her chant is timed like clockwork. Move! I need to park! Move! I need to park! After a minute of this, the teens join in. Whenever she says move, they start to say, like a cow. So unfair to cows. It's a few more repetitions till she realizes they're mocking her, not agreeing with her, and she charges them like they're an all-you-can-eat buffet. But she only makes it a few steps before reality once again disappoints her, as by this point, multiple county sheriff deputies and the city cops have flooded out of the courthouse across the street to see what in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here. They say something in a loud command voice that I can't make out, and her charge stops. Officers! Do your job and make him move! I need to park! Ma'am, get back in your vehicle and quit blocking traffic. The traffic can wait for me to park. He needs to move! Now! This is where I start to lose it, and start to laugh pretty hard, and set my food container into the passenger seat. The cops don't really do or say much. Frankly, I suspect they were too dumbfounded, and she turns back to my car. Move your car, you jerk! I need to park! Ma'am, get back in your car and follow the patrol car in front of you to a safe parking spot. Now. I need ice cream! My child needs ice cream! Well, she didn't get ice cream. About then, I see movement in the rear view, and a female officer gets into her car and starts moving it, moving it down the road out of sight. The poor kid is still reading. At this point, she loses it, screeches, and charges towards her car. Yes, cops were in her way. Yes, they all went down like bowling pins. Thankfully, the cars in front of the blockage hadn't started moving, or someone may have been hurt. Fed up with her crap, a cop tased her, landing the prongs in the small of her back, and four six-foot-six or larger sheriff's deputies proceed to attempt to gently move her over to a park bench adroitly catching her before she could even fall over. They succeed, and the bench doesn't break, somehow. One of the officers turns towards my car, and I lower my window fully. Sir, are you okay? He seemed a tad confused, a fair reaction. I ponder for a minute and respond honestly. Seem to be. Sir, am I just tripping and drooling on myself, or did that actually happen? And the cop proceeds to lose it, half falling, half leaning onto my car laughing. After picking himself up and trying to dust pollen off of himself, he then tells me, Honestly, I'm not sure about myself either right now. Have a wonderful day. You too, officer. I think I'll get some ice cream. That would be the perfect ending, but this whale wasn't done yet. Hearing that, she then made some loud noise. She had been zip-tied to the bench. I guess she was too fat for handcuffs and lunges in my direction. All she manages to do is fall flat on her face as she tips the whole bench over. In case anyone cares, waffle cone, two scoops of pistachio. Turn on channel notifications, or I'm going to take your parking spot. And congrats to our re-generals of the day, Dirt Miner, Corsi Husky, and Anna Ruyi. That's all for now, but don't be blue. 
I'll be back soon with more stories for you. Remember to listen to Mr. Reddit every night so your dreams will be wonderful like you are and bright.